Picture this, just a typical midnight after an ungodly long K-pop training session. My stomach growling like a disgruntled lion, demanding a decent meal. But here's the kicker. My pantry was a desolate wasteland. Oh no, that sounds like a disaster in the making. What did you do? Caught between two horrifying choices, sleeping on an empty stomach or feasting on a questionable packet of noodles. Trust me, Evelyn, both felt like risky gambles at midnight. Can't help but chuckle imagining you wrestling your poor noodle packet. That being said, it does highlight the importance of meal prepping, doesn't it? Absolutely. With the intense training regime in the entertainment industry, our late-night meals become as critical as our routines, if not more. It's tricky balancing such late-night demands yet remaining mindful of nutrition, variety, and let's not forget taste. Oh, the eternal balancing act. But tell me, Chloe, what have you learned from this? Any tips for improvising when caught off guard? Oh, so many lessons learned. Here's the thing, though. It's not just about improvising, but finding the right meal prep strategies that suit your lifestyle, especially when the late-night hunger strikes. But worry not, my dear listeners. Today, we're about to dive headfirst into it. Chloe, I must confess something. I've at times spent hours in the supermarket just roaming around aimlessly, no plan, no list. And out of that chaos emerged a sense of order and strategy to master the art of grocery shopping for meal prep. Adding a smidge of organization can stretch your buck, reduce waste, turning late-night meal prep into a breeze. Certainly sounds like a relief. What did you find helpful? Step one, my dearest listeners and Chloe, never underestimate the power of a well-organized shopping list. A list, attuned to your week's meals, ensures essentials don't get forgotten curbs random splurges, and thus serves as invisible armor against annoying return trips. Additionally, consider your supermarket layout. Honestly, I chuckle when I see people zigzagging through aisles without a method. Group your shopping list according to the store layout. You'll thank me next time you're on a time crunch. Next, shopping seasons matter. Sink your spoons into the flavors of now. Seasonal produce is not only at its freshest, its effervescent flavors, also easier on your pocket. Plus, you contribute to the local economy. Then, let's talk bulk buying. Useful for non-perishable items, but be selective. Here's where your mixology comes handy. Ingredients like vermouth, Angostura bitters, they're in vogue now given the cocktail boom. And being vinegar-based, they last. Plus, some of these items go a long way in our late-night meals as well. Now, not many realize the value of the butcher counter or the deli section— Often you find cuts or portions that are perfect for one and you don't end up tossing the extras. That's actually quite insightful. I mean, how do you decide when to visit the supermarket? Shish, here comes the secret. It's timing their specials and knowing when fresh produce gets stocked. It does vary from store to store, but once you figure it out, it's game-changing, trust me. This, my foodie friends, is how you master the art of maximizing grocery shopping. Evelyn, aiming for balance is key, isn't it? I've realized when I mix and match fresh and frozen produce in my trolley, they not only last longer, but this strategy creates variety in my meals throughout the week. And plus, it means less trips to the grocery store. A win-win, if you ask me. Ever tried shopping at farmer's markets or local vendors, Evelyn? Chloe, I cannot say that I have. But you always seem to bring a new perspective to our culinary adventures, don't you? Would you mind sharing the upsides? Oh, where do I start? The quality of food, it's fresher with lesser travel time. 
clutching my basket of just-plucked vegetables or artisanal cheese from the farmer who made it. Oh, there's just a charm to that shopping experience, you know? Let's not forget supporting local businesses. It's crucial during these uncertain times. And come on, don't we all want a sustainable future? But disclaimer, do thorough research prior to selecting your vendors. Not all products are equal. All right, moving on, let's address the unspoken hero of our kitchens, the refrigerator. No, Chloe, it's not just for storing leftovers. Seriously, though, the way we organize our fridge can greatly extend the shelf life of our food. Now, I want to share a cool trick I learned for storing herbs. Instead of chucking them in the crispers, try this out. Fill a glass jar with some water, snip off the ends of the herbs, and pop them in. They'll stay lovely and vibrant longer that way. Wow, that's practical and aesthetically pleasing. Just imagine a row of fresh herbs in cute mason jars. What a sight. Evelyn, do you have any suggestions for meat and dairy? Great question, Chloe. For meat, the ideal storage is in the bottom of the refrigerator, where it's colder and any accidental drips won't contaminate other foods. As for dairy, remember to store it at the back, as it's the coldest area. And let's not forget about the freezer. The colder the food, the slower it decomposes. It can be a lifesaver for those who do bulk buying. And let's talk about those seemingly useless scraps. You'd be surprised how much flavor can come from vegetable peels or meat bones. Why waste them when you can simmer them into a flavorful homemade broth? Incredible. So, not only are we reducing food waste, we're also creating delicious meals from scraps. Evelyn, you've truly turned food storage into an art form. Well, Evelyn, since we're on the discussion of storing herbs, I've got a handy French tip for that. We've got this amazing method called herb en glace, which is fancy for herbs and ice. My grandmother taught me this. We take our fresh herbs, chop them up finely, place them into ice cube trays, and then pour some oil over them. Pop them in the freezer, and voila, you've got perfectly portioned herbs to infuse any dish. Also, when it comes to greens, especially leafy ones, they tend to wilt too soon. A neat little trick to resurrect them is soaking them in cold water. They perk back up in no time. Speaking of hydration, did you know the same concept applies to fruits, dairy products, and canned goods? Take strawberries, for example. Even if you store them in the fridge, they might become mushy after a few days. A fresh bath in cold water, and they become firm and juicy again. Same goes for wilted lettuce and spinach. Oh, and this might come as a bit of surprise, but you can also do this with canned beans and corn to freshen them up before adding them to your recipes. As for dairy, well, a common misconception is that once it's past the best-by date, you have to toss it out. Not true. Most dairy products, especially hard cheeses, last much longer than their printed date. Siren alarms should go off when you see mold or rancid smell, and not just when you cross a date on the calendar. Remember that saving food is just as important as being safe, so always trust your senses over a printed date. Nutritional balance plays a key role in all meals, but particularly so for late-night meals. Your body is winding down, preparing for rest and repair. Going to sleep on a full, but not overly stuffed, stomach aids in this process. A typical late-night meal I prepare is a warm bowl of whole-grain rice, a perfect source of complex carbs for a steady release of energy, topped with sautéed veggies, lean proteins, and sometimes even a fried egg. It sounds delicious, right? But remember, it's not just about enjoying the meal, but also about the portion size and content of fats and salts. As much as we love our French cheeses and sauces, adding them in moderation is key. And salt, let's not forget our debates about salt, Evelyn. 
A heavy, greasy meal might induce sleep initially, but it could wake you up midway for a loo visit or worse, leave you feeling bloated and groggy in the morning. Rightly said, Chloe. Excesses of anything can lead to disruption, but I am more intrigued by your mention of plant-based options. Could you enlighten us a bit more on that? Absolutely. I'm not going vegan, but including more plant-based options in meals can do wonders. Tofu, tempeh, edamame, lentils, chickpeas. These are all great sources of plant-based proteins. Combined with vitamin-rich veggies and whole grains, they make for pretty balanced meals. And you know what the best part about plant-based meals is? They are super easy on the stomach, digest easily, and don't lead to bloating or discomfort as heavier meats sometimes do. Chloe, you brought up plant-based options. Fantastic. And we shouldn't forget hydration either. Even a slightly dehydrated state can make us feel tired and cranky, which I don't need after a long shift at the bar. Do you often get late-night cravings? And if so, how are you handling it with your trainee schedule? Boy, do I ever! Battling late-night cravings while trying to keep a nutritional balance in my meals is definitely a challenge. But having a regular dinner time does help tackle those stubborn late-night munchies. Yes, maintaining mealtime routines helps keep the body's clock in sync. Aside from those diet components, have you considered the effects of caffeine and alcohol on your sleep? Oh, absolutely, Evelyn. As much as I love a steaming cup of coffee or a calming glass of wine, those late at night can seriously mess with sleep. I try to cut back on any caffeine or alcohol at least three to four hours before bed. That's a smart habit, Chloe. And finally, in order to maintain nutritional balance, it's necessary to include the essential vitamins, minerals, and adequate protein in meals. After all, late night doesn't mean unhealthy, right? Couldn't agree more, Evelyn. Prepping late night meals can still be wholesome and beneficial to our health. It only requires a little forethought and planning. Chloe, you know how I love cooking solo, right? For me, the whole process is about simplicity and creativity, which brought me to the concept of one pan meals. They are so quick, easy, and cleanups a breeze. I'm going to share with our listeners a few resets that I've really enjoyed making. Sounds like a dream, Evelyn. What's the first recipe? All right. So the first one is a French skillet meal. It's essentially a mix of sautéed vegetables with some protein of your choice, beautifully seasoned with thyme, rosemary, garlic. It's warm, comforting, and really easy to whip up. Just imagine colorful bell peppers, zucchini. All dancing around in the pan with sizzling chicken pieces or tofu, if you prefer plant-based. Absolutely heavenly. The flavors must burst in your mouth, eh? Indescribably delectable, Chloe. Moving on to the second dish, it's a quick Chinese stir fry. It's my go-to when I want something fast and flavorful. Traditional stir fries usually use a wok, but as we're talking about one pan, a skillet would work perfectly fine. Just toss together thinly sliced meats or tofu, an assortment of veggies. Quick marinade and stir fry over high heat. Voila, dinner is served. And the best part, you can completely customize it to match your taste buds. An impressive fusion of rich, bold flavors for sure, Evelyn. Preparing late-night meals has never sounded tastier. Evelyn, your Chinese stir fry and French skillet meal sound too good. Now I cannot wait to share my go-to one-pan recipe, Korean style. Bibimbap. Translated as mixed rice, is a traditional Korean dish prepared with an assorted mix of veggies like spinach, mushrooms, bean sprouts, carrots, and a protein of your choice. 
grounded meat or tofu for my vegan friends out there. Bibimbap. Chloe, I've heard of it. It's the dish served in the sizzling stone bowl, right? Exactement, Evelyn. But for late-night cooking, I keep it simple and only use a single skillet. Besides, you can mix and match ingredients as per your preference or whatever you have in your fridge. It's one of those dishes that's difficult to mess up, you know? Sounds versatile. What other one-pan dishes do you suggest, Chloe? Well, for those who like to experiment, one-pan frittatas are amazing. They are perfect for those leftover veggies in the fridge. And you can also throw in a good amount of cheese to make it even more mouth-watering. Then there's pasta. One-pan garlic parmesan pasta, it's quick and absolutely delicious. Plus, it's a lifesaver when your stomach growls in the middle of the night. Interesting. So you actually depend on these dishes in your late-night meal rotation. Can you share more? Sure, Evelyn. I find risotto and scrambled eggs as great late-night meals, too. They are easily cooked in one pan and highly nutritious. For someone adventurous, a versatile grain bowl with a combination of proteins, grains, and colorful veggies is also ideal. While being healthy and delicious, it supports mindful eating and gives a cozy feel. Grilled dishes also make excellent late-night meals, especially in Korea, where we love our barbiques. Chloe, do you have a secret one-pan dish specifically for our seafood lovers? Oh yes, Evelyn. How can I miss out on seafood? I have a perfect one-pan garlic butter shrimp. When cooked in a skillet, the blend of garlic, butter, and shrimp is a carnival of flavors in itself. Plus, it hardly takes 15 minutes. A perfect reward for a hard day's work. But remember, folks, cooking is an art and there's always room for creativity. So don't be afraid to whip up your own one-pan masterpiece. Speaking of late-night meals, being in the entertainment industry and all these late-night practice sessions, I've certainly had my share of midnight munchies. Oh, I can only imagine. How do you handle the cravings? It's tricky at times, especially when you're physically exhausted and your body is screaming for a comfort dish. But lately, I've been turning to mindful eating. It helps me get in tune with my body's needs without succumbing to unhealthy snacking. Interesting. What's your secret strategy then? Well, there's no single strategy, Evelyn. To avoid unhealthy snacks, I make sure to stock up on wholesome snacks. Also, drinking lots of water and herbal teas helps curb artificial hunger pangs. But the most important thing is not to deprive myself. If I want a slice of chocolate cake, I'm going to have it. But in moderation. And you mentioned physical activity playing a role. Yes, indeed. After a heavy meal, a little bit of stretching or walking helps stimulate digestion. That's part of the reason why dancing helps, I suppose. You know what, Chloe? Skipping breakfast after late-night meals is a common habit that many of us tend to fall into. Oh, why is that? Well, for late-night eaters, it's usually because they've had a substantial meal late and aren't hungry in the morning. However, this can lead to irregular eating habits and result in feelings of sluggishness or lethargy. And what about eating meals in front of screens? Ah, that's a tricky one. We're all guilty of it. On one side, it can distract from feelings of fullness and result in overeating. On the other side, it sure makes time fly in a fulfilling binge. And portion control? The biggest weapon to combat late-night weight management. It's too easy to eat more than we need when we're tired or when food is prepped in bulk. So pre-portioning meals can make all the difference. I can see how that would help managing weight. Not just that. Late-night eating also impacts weight management, mainly because we often reach for high-fat and high-sugar foods. Incorporating healthier snacks can significantly improve this. 
like you shared in our grocery shopping segment, right? Exactly. Having healthy meals or snacks ready to go makes it much easier to stick to a plan and resist unhealthy cravings. All right, Evelyn. Now let's shift gears a bit and discuss some of the feedback we've received from our amazing listeners over the weeks. Sounds like a perfect plan, Chloe, since our listeners are the heart of this show. What's the first one we have? Well, I see that Lizzie from Busan tried our chicken shawarma skewers recipe, and she not only nailed it, but she added her own twist by using gochujang, a Korean chili paste, as a marinade. Brilliant, isn't it? I wish I could have tasted that. Korean flavors in a Mediterranean dish is a whole new fusion idea. Brilliant indeed. What's next, Chloe? You know, we asked our listeners to share with us their funny mishaps in the kitchen late at night. Jungmin from Daejeon shared that once he mistakenly used soy sauce instead of vanilla extract in a cake. Imagine that. Can't say I'd recommend trying it, though. Oh my. That would classify as a new dessert, wouldn't it? A savory cake? I'm sure it was an unforgettable memory. Do we have any other hilarious mishaps? We certainly do, but I think we'll save some of those for our next episode. That's a fair deal. Now, let's move on to something exciting. We've cooked up a fun contest for you all. Each month, we'll feature one of your recipes on the show. Simply share your best solo late-night meal recipe with us. Yes, and make it inventive, folks. We're not looking for a simple cheese sandwich. This is your chance to show off your culinary talents even if your audience is often just yourself. Chloe, we've journeyed together into the intricacies of solo meal prepping today, haven't we? Absolutely, Evelyn. Merging health, flavor, and tradition is not an easy task when you only have to cook for one, but I've found that it becomes a therapeutic process over time. That's interesting, because I also feel cooking just for myself is less about sustenance and more about a generosity of spirit, a generosity for my own self. It's a mediative process for me as well, finding peace while chopping vegetables or stirring a simmering pot. Plus, prepping my own meals helped me get through rigorous K-pop training schedules. What about you, Evelyn? For me, it's the ability to experiment freely without fearing the judgment of others' taste palates. You can play around with ingredients and techniques, and if it fails, no one has to know. Exactly. And having control over your food, knowing exactly what goes in, can be empowering. It allows for healthier choices than takeaways or instant meals. So true. And as an added bonus, nothing beats a quiet kitchen humming with the sounds of cooking— all to yourself late at night. It's worth investing time in it. Let's not forget, with growing demands and limited hours in a day, not everyone is going to chop, roast, or steam at midnight. Exactly. Sometimes, even cleaning the kitchen post preps is a big ask. For such times, meal kit delivery services can seem like a blessing. I recall using them during busier weeks. It's pretty convenient. Each box comes with portioned ingredients you need for a recipe, along with directions. But Chloe, how would you compare them to homemade meals? Evelyn, I feel homemade meals have an incomparable charm. They are tailored to your preferences, healthier, and in the long run, more cost-effective. But the convenience of meal delivery services can't be dismissed. They bridge the gap when you're too busy or lack energy. Like takeaways, right? Though, from my personal experience, ordering endless pizza or fried chicken might lead to a nutritional disaster. But again, certain days demand comfort foods right? True. But wouldn't it be fun to give a gourmet spin to these takeaway hits? Like making pizza with whole wheat thin crust, fresh basil, and olive oil drizzle. Or stir-frying chicken with colorful bell peppers, garlic, and ginger miso sauce? 
Sounds like an adventure already. Speaking of gourmet twists, let's not forget the humble instant ramen. Rich in nostalgia, but unfortunately also in sodium. Amen to that. But we can definitely upgrade it, maybe by adding sautéed veggies, boiled eggs, or simmered chicken, to add nutritional value. A small tweak can shift it from a pantry item to a treating comfort dish. That's almost it for today's episode, but we've got some exciting announcements to close out on. Yes, next week, we will indulge in the joy of comfort foods. Can't contain my excitement for that. While they may not always be good for us in the traditional sense, comfort foods have a special place in our hearts, bringing warmth and solace. But what's your comfort food, Chloe? Isn't it obvious? Korean fried chicken? But a specific recipe my mom makes with sweet and spicy glaze. And you, Evelyn? I'm a noodle lover. Super comforting for me, like a warm, brothy bowl of beef noodle soup from my hometown in China. And we'd love to hear from our listeners, too. Yes, indeed. Share your favorite comfort food recipes with us via email at latenightkitcheneyepodcast.com. We'll select a few to be featured in next week's episode. It's time to show off your cooking skills, guys. And if you have any of your own variations on today's one-pan recipes, send them our way, too. We absolutely love hearing how you personalize your dishes. But that's not all. Evelyn is going to prepare a special cocktail recipe inspired by your favorite comfort foods. That's right. Playful fusion of comfort and cocktail, or rather comfort cocktails, have been in my wish list for quite some time. Remember, best submissions will get a special mention. So much to look forward to. We truly hope our words can bring a comfort to your kitchen. Until then, happy cooking, everyone.